Welcome to episode 78 of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. The Eastern Illinois baseball team is off to the best start in the program's NCAA Division I history as the Panthers head into mid-April, leading the Ohio Valley Conference race, and they have 22 wins on the year. Part of that success has been with the play of transfer outfielder Nathan Aide, along with strong performances by several other Panthers. Recently, Aide accomplished one of the harder feats to do in offensive baseball as he hit for the cycle, collecting a home run in his fifth and final at-bat of the game. Aide talks about that feat, along with his baseball journey to Eastern Illinois, and what he hopes the Panthers can accomplish on the field this season. We are in our second season of the IU Panthers podcast, and you can listen to any of our former episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcast by simply searching EIU Panthers Podcast. We are also now available on Amazon Podcast. Simply ask Alexa to play EIU Panthers Podcast to listen today. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. A busy weekend of EIU sports actions takes place once again this weekend as EIU baseball, softball, men's golf, and men's and women's track are all on the road. EIU tennis hosts a pair of weekend matches for the Panthers Senior Day, and the women's golf team heads to Alabama for the OVC Championships. Congratulations to Sean Hopkins and Akaya Kalor on winning OVC Track Athlete of the Week awards this week. For the latest in news, scores, stats, and this spring schedule changes, visit us online at eiupanthers.com, the official athletic website of Eastern Illinois Athletics, or follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with baseball outfielder Nathan Aide. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We are joined today by Nathan Aide from the EIU baseball team. The Panthers having right now one of the best seasons in the Division One era and best seasons overall at EIU baseball history. Nathan, a, a big part of that, a starter in the outfield. And so first of all, Nathan, he's, he's joining us from the road as the Panthers are down at Austin P. So I do appreciate you taking time as I know you're down there and, and you guys just got back from practice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, good to be on. Now, I talked about that. You know, the, the historic season EIU is kind of having best start in a Division One history. And ironically, all of it has been through circumstances, kind of not any of your own fault, away from home. So I guess, first of all, what mm-hmm. is it what has it been like this year to really just kind of be true road warriors? Well, I mean, it's definitely less than ideal, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't really do anything about it. And all you can really do is control the controllables. So that's uh, us going out there every day, you know, wind the win and playing good, solid, clean baseball. Now, when you you talk about having to be away from home, and I don't think some people understand they they hear the word home field advantage and there is, there is truly that, but you watch major league baseball mm-hmm. teams, you watch, you watch other sports that they're, they're winning on the road. What, what is it about having to play at, at different parks that maybe becomes an, an obstacle for, for you guys when you're at a different venue every weekend? Yeah, uh, I would say it's partially the parks, but I think a lot of it is just the travel in general, you know, traveling hours and hours, 
yes. uh, every weekend to uh, go to different places, staying at a you know hotel or motel that's not necessarily as comfortable as your own bed. Uh, definitely makes I would say is the hardest thing about being on the road. But I mean, for the parks and stuff, um, as an outfielder, it's uh, like depending on how the parks you know positioned. Uh, certain parks, the sun may be in your eyes; it may not be. Uh, winds different in uh, every different park as well. Uh, so those are kind of some things that I. And then obviously the playing surface as well. Is it is it turf? Is it grass? What kind of grass is it? Uh, those kind of all you know play a factor in. Uh, I guess they play a factor in uh, uh, how how you feel on the on those playing surfaces. Okay, and then you talked about it as an outfielder. You're you're going to be in the outfield, so you know a, a ground ball isn't going to be something that you know you necessarily have to judge as differently from from turf to to grass. But as a a player and and you're kind of an all around hitter, is there a a preference you have in terms of a, a surface you like to play on more so than the other? Oh, um, I mean, I would say ideally, you know, a real, a real grass field that's really well manicured, you know, stuff that the major leaguers have and, you know, triple A ballparks have not many college ballparks, maybe some SEC schools have, that would be the ideal. But then I guess the second most ideal would probably just be artificial turf. Um, and uh, I mean, a lot of the schools that we've uh, played at don't really have either of those. So it's not, like I said, it's not ideal, but you know, uh, it is what it is. And you just kind of play with what you got. And uh, I try not to really focus too much on, on the stuff, that, like I said, that I can't control. Okay. Now the things you can control have been some of the things at the plate this year, hitting over 300, I think around 330 last I saw. And, you know, how have you kind of adjusted for you? You were, you were at Illinois the last two years, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we go on here, but you move into a, a new league, new teammates and all new pitchers. What have you, how have you kind of made that uh, adjustment this year to, to focus and, and really have a really good year? Um, I wouldn't say there's uh, been much of an adjustment. I, I think it's just uh you know, giving, being uh, able to have the opportunity to, you know, go, go out there every day and not have the pressure that if I don't get a hit here, that I'm going to be out of the game. So just having that freedom to actually just play baseball has really been, I think, the biggest thing that's uh, led to some early success for me so far. And just like really just enjoying the game and, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great teammates. We got great coaches here. So all that kind of combined, you know, I think helps give you know, put me in a good environment to play well. Now for you, we're, what we're leading up to here is about having a good season as you, you hit for a cycle for the cycle about 10 days ago um, against St. Xavier. And I don't care who you hit for the cycle against. It's kind of like if you throw a no hitter, it doesn't matter who it's against it. It's, it's really hard to do yeah. you. You go through that, I guess, first of all, had you ever, I mean, you've been playing baseball a long time and you may not recall this, have you ever hit for the cycle before or was that a career no. first for you? It definitely is a career first. It is definitely a career first. And uh, I'm, I'm, I wasn't expecting to do it, but uh, I'm, I'm happy it happened. It's, it's definitely a, a highlight of my, uh, you know, college career, high school career, just 
my baseball, I guess, career in general. Now the I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to walk through how I how I recall that it happened. You you were five for five in the game, and so you had one extra hit, one extra plate appearance to to spare as you went through that. If I recall, you started with a pair of doubles, and then the triple, a single, and then you ended it with the home run before you had hit for the cycle. Right. I'm I'm sorry, say that did I hit, have that in wrong order? No, I think I said that sounds right. I'm not 100. Okay, okay, sure okay, right. okay. Um. I know you ended on the home run, and that's kind of what I what I'm was going to leading up to is before you had hit for the cycle because you're going to have a different answer now. What do you, what was your always your thought is what's the hardest of those to probably get the I've always assumed the triple is probably the harder one to get than the home run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially where we were playing at Rantoul, it's a very small ball ballpark, so I would say the triple probably is the hardest one to get there. Uh, it's not a very, not a very deep fence. So home run, I mean, always hard, always hard to hit a home run, but, uh, uh, it definitely is, uh, I would say the triple is probably the hardest, especially if the park is small. And now we'll ask you that in hindsight, now that you've already done that, like I said, you had, had the triple, which we, we think is the harder one to get earlier. So when you go to that last at bat and you get it, you finish it off with the home run, were you cognizant of? I need a home run to hit for the cycle where you, did you have teammates that kind of were, you know, whispering that in your ear or did it all sink in and somebody realized that after the fact? Uh, I mean, I was aware that, you know, if I, if I did hit a home run there, it would have been the cycle. I mean, I wasn't trying to hit a home run. I, every time I go up there, I just try to hit, you know, barrel a ball, put a, you know, just hit the ball hard. That's really all I'm trying to, trying to go up there and do and like I said the rest of that is kind of like out of your control so I don't try to worry about that but uh yeah I think everyone knew that it was uh it was the cycle uh if I got the home run and you know uh fortunately I did and uh you know it's a cool story now yeah <laughs> now another story for for you and we're going to kind of regress here a little bit you're originally from Wisconsin and we talk about now the college baseball you've been able to play here in the state of Illinois, first you started at the University of Illinois, then at, at Eastern. Wisconsin, even though mm-hmm. they're in the Big Ten, does not have a, a baseball program, at least at the, the varsity mm-hmm. baseball level. So kind of growing up, do the kids you, you play with at that high school, the travel level, are they all looking to go other places automatically if they want to continue to play college baseball? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say – Everyone, I feel like everyone in Wisconsin, obviously, it's their dreams always to go to SEC or Big Ten or something. And like you said, Wisconsin, the Badgers don't have a, a baseball program. So uh, it's usually any other like Big Ten team closer, like, you know, Michigan, Illinois, Michigan State, uh, those, those kind of schools or any of the SEC schools. Those are kind of, I guess, the dream schools for most of the Wisconsin guys. Okay. And then for you, you, I know you, you, you started out in the junior college route and that that's, seems to be mm-hmm. the way a lot of, a lot of um, high school kids go to be able to have an opportunity and college junior college baseball is a lot different than I think the junior college route for some other sports. And there there's extremely high level of baseball at the junior college mm-hmm. route is, is that kind of the best opportunity you had or were you, or, 
coming out of, like you said, out of Wisconsin, where there's not a lot of college opportunities, is that what you felt was your best opportunity to then progress in your career? Yeah, I mean, I knew that out of high school, I knew that I thought I had the ability to play at the Division One level, and I didn't have any offers from any other schools outside of Madison College, the junior college I went to, which is a great program. Um, so, uh, what was the question again? I'm, I'm just saying, did, did kind of the, was that kind of the route you went to? And I think you just answered that by saying that you know that Madison College was really the only one that was looking at you coming out of high school. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you go there, you have two very successful years. I, I saw that you'd won. They issued gold gloves at that level. So you, you, you were able to get a gold level there also able to hit the baseball. So kind of, I guess, selfishly, do you pride yourself more as a, a defensive player or an offensive player? Uh, you know, this is kind of getting out of the question, but I, I, I like to think of myself as both, but, uh, I definitely pride myself uh, uh, with, in my defense because, you know, uh, hitting is just – hitting a baseball might be the hardest thing uh, in any sport to do. And that that comes and goes. And sometimes you can hit it hard, you can hit it perfectly, and it can be right at someone. Sometimes you'll hit a little blooper or a swinging bunt, and that'll be a hit. So that – and but, you know, defense – uh, one of my coaches always used to say that defense uh, should never slump. And that's like the one thing you can kind of always control. You can always uh, do on a field is play good defense. So I would pride myself in uh, trying to be the best defensive player as possible, as, as well as being the best hitter I could be as well. Oh, that's, that's good. That's probably a, the never a more accurate statement was probably ever, ever spoke there that defense never slumps. You mm -hmm. can always, always do well at that, even if the, the bat's not going for you there. So you, you, mm -hmm. you do well there, you get an opportunity to go to the University of Illinois, play baseball there. And your first year at Illinois mm -hmm. is the, the COVID year. So all of a mm -hmm. sudden you're feeling, feeling good about yourself. Hey, I finally made it to the, the Big Ten, re realized my dream. And then much like a lot of other athletes, the season just kind of comes shuttering down. How did, how did you mm -hmm. go through that? How did the how did you guys kind of react and deal with that as a team at Illinois? Um, as a, I mean, I was disappointed, but uh, again, like it must be a theme of mine, but again, uh, you know, COVID and all that, extremely frustrating. And especially we were, I think we could have been a very, very good team that year. I think we beat Texas A&M, we beat Oklahoma State that year. Uh, I think there was a lot of excitement of what we could have done. Um, uh, but obviously, you know, there COVID happened and, you know, things changed and I just kind of took that time to, you know, just really try to be the, make the best adjustments I could and, uh, and just, you know, stay sharp with baseball. And, uh, other than that, that's, that's all I could really do. Um, I'm sure I'm, I know most of my teammates were doing the same. We uh, some some were playing in you know Northwoods League and stuff. Some guys are playing in more of the uh, lower tier summer ball summer ball teams, um, just because there wasn't a lot of leagues open yeah. because of COVID. Um, so I think everyone was trying their best to to stay sharp and be ready for the fall. 
Now, I know some of the guys here, even at Eastern, they were able to, like you said, the, the number of summer leagues was diminished greatly that year because of COVID. Did you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to play somewhere or did that, whether did that just not play out for you? So I was going to play in the, the Northwoods with the Lakeshore Chinooks who I played with in 2019. And then actually this past uh, summer uh, as well. But uh, you know, like uh, I think a week or so before the season was supposed to start, the owner of the Chinooks actually decided to uh, cancel the season oh, wow. for the Chinooks that year. So I ended up playing on a, you know, like a little, it's called the Wisconsin State League. It's like, you know, some college players, some guys who've already, you know, maybe former pro guys or gotcha. former college guys that still want to play. So it's a little, definitely not as an intense, but you still get see some decent competition. And uh, I mean, I had some pretty good players on my team. Uh, Griffin Dorshing, who's at Oklahoma State, he, me and him were on that same team. And a couple other really good players. So okay. there's still some good talent in, in that league. Now you, you mentioned that you, you were able to play in the Northwoods league a couple of the other seasons, just not during that one. And I think people that mm -hmm. don't know baseball necessarily that you say college baseball. And the first one that comes to their mind is, you know, the Cape Cod league. And it's been, you know, of course it's been in some movies and it, it's had a lot of players go through there. And mm -hmm. the Alaska league has some, some unique things to it, but I, I would say the Northwoods League is right up there with that. What is that experience like playing in, in front of those places? I've, I've never been to one, but I've kind of heard that it it turns into some of those places can kind of be like, you know, minor league ballparks and that type of experience for mm -hmm. you. Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, the season, it's like 74 games. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I don't know, 77 days. You get maybe three or four days off. It is a real, real grind. Um, it really, it really kind of like shows if you like baseball or not, if you're able to stick that out. Um, but, uh, I mean, you do get to play and especially in Madison, they usually get like five, six, up to 10,000 people at a game. Oh, wow. It's a really incredible atmosphere. You know, you got a lot of, uh, it's a mix between, you know, the, a lot of college people or young adults that are kind of drinking and they'll heckle at you, you a lot in the outfield, especially. And then you got the, you know, the young families. So there's a lot of, you know, I guess music playing a bunch of kind of, it's like, a, it's honestly like a circus. It's, it's definitely a sight to see it. If you're ever in Madison, you might in the summer, you might want to check that out. Okay. Well, that's a, definitely a good plug there. And I'm, like, I've heard about it for years. I've known some players that have played there and they always come back and have, have had great experiences, not only just with the baseball, but just the everything else that is around it. So you, you go through mm -hmm. last year, you, you play at the university of Illinois based on COVID, you have one extra year and mm -hmm. you decide to kind of take advantage of the, the transfer portal. And I know that's to some schools, that's the evil, evil word, but I think a lot of athletes, it's a, it's a good opportunity. What was it that attracted you, I guess, to, to look at the Eastern Illinois program? EIU and Illinois had not probably played each other when you'd been there, so I don't know how familiar mm -hmm. maybe you were with our program. <laughs> I, I wasn't very familiar until uh, I played, uh, like, on my summer team this this year. We had Blake Malatestanek. Okay. We had uh, Dalton Doyle, uh, Jason DeSico, Kyle Lang. We're all on the team, so I got I got to meet those guys, and we all get along very well. 
And they were kind of selling, so they said that they needed an outfielder and they were kind of selling me on the program. And uh, I got, um, started talking with Coach Anderson and uh, I liked what he had to say. And it, it seemed like a good fit. It seemed like a lot of talented kids on the team and it, in a very winnable conference, I thought. And I thought it was a good shot that we could win this conference and uh, make a regional and see what happens from there. Okay. And then how, how familiar maybe were you with Coach Anderson's background, the fact that, you know, he had had all those accolades as a player at Illinois and been in, you know, pitched in the big leagues for, for a number of years. Are those things you kind of knew about or are those things you, you learned after you started talking to him during the recruiting process? Oh, it was definitely something I learned, uh, I guess, after, um, I can't remember exactly, but maybe from, uh, you know, Blake and some of the guys, and then after talking to him, and, you know, getting to play for someone who used to play in the, I mean, the big leagues, that's everyone's, you know, dream and goal, so, I mean, it's a, it's a person you definitely have to respect what he has to say. And then I... You know, you, you, you look at what Eastern has been able to do in terms of giving guys an opportunity to go on to the professional ranks. And I know that that's what every, you know, young college baseball players dreaming of that just that opportunity. Mm -hmm. EIU has been able to have, you know, four guys drafted in the last three years and, and a number of guys. How big of a selling point was that to you after you started talking to one, those guys that were already on the team, but also to, to Coach Anderson and his staff? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it definitely shows that, um, I mean, that there's a lot of talented kids here and that, you know, guys here are doing the right things and the coaches are doing the right things. And it definitely was a selling point that maybe if I had a, a great year, maybe something like that could happen. But again, that's not, that wasn't like, I'm just here to, you know, I'm not putting those expectations on myself because that's, again, out of my control. I'm just uh, here to, you know, help the team win and, uh, you know, make a regional. Like, that's that's really what I really want to do, you know, right now. Okay. Well, we're talking with Nathan Aide. He's helped EIU be in its best position in terms of wins in the Division One era at this time. So, Nathan, I know you, you just – you sound like a really humble guy that you, you would love to have the opportunity to play baseball. If that doesn't happen for you, what does – what is post – baseball at EIU future hold for Nathan Aid? Oh man, uh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I'd say something, um, in the business sector, I would say. Uh, say mom mom I, and dad I, may be looking for that answer as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, well, I appreciate your time, Nathan. I, there, like I said, baseball team is on the road this weekend. Nathan's nice enough to join us between practice and, uh, trying to get some rest. Uh, the Panthers have been road warriors this year. He's having a, a great season, been able to hit for the cycle last year or last week, something that people I don't think realize how rare that is. So best of luck the rest of the season, Nathan, and good luck to the Panthers this weekend down in Austin P. All right. Thank you. <laughs>